You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today, Bishop Herbert Bailey and Dr. Marsha Bailey continue with Mean Christians. Love condescends. Loves, loves, love puts you on the level with the person rather than having you looking down on a person. I told you I don't, I don't really care for quartet music much, but the one quartet song I used to like is don't look down on a man unless you're picking him up. And so Jesus stoops down and they're waiting, thinking, that, well, we, we got him now. Because if he said we can't stone her, then he's going against the law of Moses and he ain't no real man of God. So what is he going to say? And if he says the stoner, I thought he was talking about love. So Jesus, they, they think they got Jesus between a rock and a hard place. And so Jesus stoops down. And I believe a couple of things. You know, I told you historically, people, not historically, but I grew up in church. People preach, used to preach on this part and said, Jesus stooped down and he rolled on the ground. And I just imagined in my mind, he wrote amazing grace. <laughs> How sweet the sentence. We don't know he said that. He wrote, I was sinking deep in sin. We don't know he said that either. We don't know what he wrote on the ground. But we know he stooped down he, while he's writing on the ground. And then I believe he's praying. I believe he's getting tuned in with his spirit and what the father would have him to do in this situation. And he says to them, um, let him, he who's without sin, among you, among all you who are here watching and those of you who snatched this woman up, go ahead and cast the first stone. And so when they're trying to focus on her sin, Jesus makes them think about their sin. Yeah. I heard one of the stories I heard that Jesus was writing their names. <laughs> he was writing their names. You uh-huh. too. You, mm-hmm. you too. Uh-huh. Yeah. You an adulterer too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus, when they're trying to focus on the sin of the woman, Jesus makes them conscious of their sin. Anytime you just try to think about somebody else's sin, you can't help but think of your own sin. Because all, according to Romans 5, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And The wages of all sin is death. Jesus, and without the shedding of Jesus' blood, there will be no remission for any of our sins. So when they try to focus on the woman's sin, Jesus makes them conscious of their sin. And then it goes on to say, and they all begin to, the crowd begin to dissipate, the oldest to the youngest, which makes sense because the oldest, they, they they had a whole lot more that they could remember real easy. The younger ones, the younger they were, well, I guess I did, I did steal a kicking from the cookie jar. Okay. But the older, the older you are, the more sin you, you got history of. Mm. Amen. 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 And so in order to not be mean, you have to empathize with people. You have to really remember it's a saying, but it's true. There, but for the grace of God. Go why? I was in the same situation. You know, sometimes I think about the people who are so dogmatic and want to call people names about abortion. I'm like, did you ever? 
pay for them boys? I know you may be 60 now, but what about when you was 20? I know you've lived long enough to, to outlast it. That's good. Yeah. I know you live long enough that what the stuff that was done in your past is not affecting your present. But have you lived long enough that you've forgotten that some of the same things you was, that, that you abhor so much you used to do? You used to be, I'm jumping ahead of myself, I'm not going to go in order here, but let me, uh, let, let, we'll come back to it again later, but let, let me show you another scripture. First Corinthians, look at First Corinthians 6. Jesus made them conscious of their own sin so they would not be so mean to want to kill this woman. They wanted to kill this woman because she got caught and they didn't. Y'all with me? 1 Corinthians 6? 1 Corinthians 6, let's look, start at verse 9. So do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. He said a lot of people deceiving you, saying whatever, however you do and however you live is all right. He said, do not, don't, don't be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Y'all see that, right? Because now there are people who say the Bible don't say anything about homosexuality. That's not true. Now, just because you, now you can say I don't believe what the Bible says. Amen. You can say I don't agree with what the Bible says, but you can't say the Bible don't say it. And people are saying that. People say the Bible don't even say nothing wrong. That's not true. Okay. He's saying neither thieves nor, uh, nor adulterers nor a homosexual nor sodomites. Now, you know, a homosexual can be male or female. The sodomites are men. Who might put themselves at risk of monkeypox. Seriously. Seriously. Okay. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, that's people just, just slander people, nor extortioners, people cheat people out of money, people borrow money knowing you ain't going to pay it back, you really just an extortioner. We'll inherit the kingdom of God. Now, we could just stick to verse 9 and 10 and just preach everybody in the hell. And oh, you adulterer, you idolater, you homosexual, you sodomite, you thief, you drunkard, you, you reviler, extortioner. But he keeps going. He said, as bad as all that is, look at verse 11. And such were some of you. He said, before you be so mean to these people who may fall into any of these categories, remember that used to be your lifestyle too. Thank God you delivered. Thank God you saved. Thank God you got on the elevator and went to another level. But don't forget where you came from. Don't forget that God delivered you out of that. And you didn't save yourself. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by his spirit. 
He said, don't forget that God saved you from some of the same stuff that you so religiously mean about. Oh, those people. I can't believe. But going to hell in a handbasket with smoke coming out your nostrils, looking down on people, condemning everybody. And such were some of you. No, you may not did this, but you did that. And you may not have did that, but you did this. And you may not have did that and this, but you did something else. <laughs> and all sin is worthy of death. And you can't judge people just because they don't sin like you sin. That's good. That's good. All sin is worthy of death. Now listen to that scripture from the message translation. <laughs> I love this. A number of you know from experience what I'm talking about. For not so long ago, it wasn't that long ago, you were on that list. Oh, come on now. He said, this is such an awful list, but wasn't that long ago, you was among the list. Since then, you've been cleaned up and given a fresh start by Jesus, our master, our Messiah, and by our God present in us the spirit. So, yes, now watch it. Jesus did not justify the woman's adultery. He did not excuse the woman's adultery. What he said he, before he dealt with her sin, he said, y'all need to deal with your own sin. Which is Jesus' pattern, isn't it? Whenever somebody tried to point something out, Jesus said, what about you? No, you need to worry, worry about yourself. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. Worry about yourself. Before you worry about that, that splinter in your brother's eye, get that log out of your eye. Worry about yourself. When, when Jesus talked, uh, talked about Peter, uh, Peter and what was going to happen to Jesus, and then he said something, they thought he was saying that, that John was going to live forever. And uh, so he said, well, what, 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 about, what about this man? What's going to happen to this man? He said, mind your business. Just worry about yourself. And there are times when we are so focused on other people's sin, when we ought to need to be scrubbing our own stuff. My goodness. Clean it, oh, another quartet song, sweep around your own front door. <laughs> Amen? And so then Jesus says to the woman, He's, he gives the woman a fresh start. He said, where are your accusers? She said, I have none. He said, neither do I accuse you. I'm not here to condemn you. Go and sin no more. The grace of God always gives us a fresh start. And says, take advantage of having a fresh start and don't find yourself in this position again. And in order for you not to be so mean to people, you got to be conscious that you were on the list yourself. Are y'all with me here? Okay. So, but unfortunately, y'all, we still got a lot of mean Christians. But I want to show you something here. Mean Christians really, focus on what I'm telling you, aren't Christians at all. Let me show you that in Scripture. 
mean Christians really aren't Christians at all. Look at John 13, 34 and 35. Now, Jesus used the word disciples. Jesus never used the word Christian. Jesus talked about disciples. John 13, 14, excuse me, John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. He said, I know you got all these, you got all, they got the other commandments. I didn't come to destroy it. I came to fulfill that. I, watch this. Until you hear differently, the last order stand. Now you're hearing differently. You used to hear just about stoning people, but let me give you a new commandment. You used to hear about just killing people, but let me give you a new commandment. Here's the new commandment. New commandment I give to you, that you what? That you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Love people the way I loved you. Verse 35, by this, by what? By you loving people the way I love you, will all know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. He didn't say they're going to know you're my disciples by your clothing. He didn't say they're going to know you're my disciples merely by your speech. He said they're going to know that you are my disciples based upon how you treat one another. How you love people the way I loved you. And you can't love people the way Jesus loved us without having grace for people and forgiving people. That does not mean you get soft on sin. You still got a standard of sin, but just because someone falls in sin or has a sin, you don't start being mean and nasty right, to them. Right, right. It's not up to us to judge them for their sin by being mean, by saying things to them, or even getting a particular type of response when you see them. You know, I share with you, I was in a store and, and it was a, a group of young people and they were in various diverse lifestyles. And I was just wa watching them and I was thinking about them and the Lord began to deal with me about, he said, Marsha, your job is to love them. Because they were acting, they were just doing, they were being young, they were doing their thing. And they were, they were out of, they were just really out of all kinds of character and they were loud and all that kind of stuff. And usually when you see people acting like that, you're like, get yourself together. Why are you acting like that? Why are, you, why are you showing out like that? And the Lord said, you don't, don't ever judge them. And I, that, I, that struck me as I'm saying, he said, don't ever judge them, love them. You know, and so I was pondering that. And as I was walking, I'm so glad, glad the Spirit of the Lord said that to me, because I shared with you as I was walking, someone said, hey, Pastor Marsha. <laughs> I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, but I'm glad the Lord arrested me because the person knew who I was. And sometimes you don't know that someone knows who you are. And the way you respond to people right. is Reflex. what really determines whether you're really a Christian. Or not. Exactly. And so I was just watching them and they was just doing the most. And so I'm just glad, you know, I'm glad the Lord began to really speak to me because in that moment, I could really give an authentic response to this young person. I heard George Meyer tell a story one time. She said they're in a restaurant. She had just bought Dave. Just bought Dave this real nice suit. 
and they're sitting in the restaurant, and the server is, she's just all messed, she's just being messy, and she came and bring them the drinks, and spilled the drink all over Dave, and all over the brand new suit that Joyce had bought for him. Joyce said she was steaming. She wanted to go, oh, F, 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 go off. She said, but she took a breath and remained silent. And the woman says to her, Miss um, Maya, I'm so sorry. I don't need to do it, but I'm so nervous waiting on you. I watch you every day on television. The woman didn't let her know that she knew her. And that's why she was so nervous. Now, suppose she cussed her out. Really, suppose she cussed her out. She would have been telling everybody, don't, don't, don't listen to her. All that stuff she's preaching about managing her emotions, she needs to manage hers. <laughs> yeah. It's those times when, you, when your flesh wants to respond a certain way that is your opportunity to demonstrate that you are a Christian. Okay, now let's go a little deeper. By this shall all men know you are my disciple. Now let's, let's look at that word disciple. Disciple, it means one who disciplines his or her life based upon the teachings of the one they follow. You're not a disciple because you listen to someone. You're a disciple because you adapt your life and make adjustments based upon what they teach you. Some of you here are my disciples. You follow me? So I've taught you about finances. I've taught you about how you treat your wife. I've taught you about being a father. And you follow, you try to follow. And to that degree, you are my disciple. Jesus said, you're gonna, they're going to know you're my disciple. You have, you have conditioned your life and managed your life based upon my teachings, based upon how you love one another. And so our goal should be to demonstrate that we are disciples. All right. Now, with that, Acts eleven twenty six, Jesus never used the word disciple. I mean, Jesus never used the word Christian. Acts eleven twenty six says the latter part of it. It says, and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. The people of Antioch saw how they governed themselves. They saw their behavior and they said they are Christians, which now means people who act like Christ. So here's my conclusion. We have far more believers than we have Christians. A lot of people are believers, but we're not Christian. Believing is what's in your head and what's in your heart. Christianity is demonstrated by your behavior. You can be a believer who does not live as a Christian. And we can't win people to Jesus until we act like Christians and they call us Christians. My God. The people, the, the, the people that answered did say, we're Christians. They said, no, they saw them and they called them Christians. Do you live in such a way? Do you love people in such a way? You conduct yourself in such a way that somebody say, man, that must be a Christian. When I met Ann, mm -hmm. I 
children's godmother and my friend went to be with the Lord. I was working as an associate worker for Dyfus back in the day in the early 80s. And I just see this woman all the time. And she was always listening to these tapes. I didn't know what she was listening to. I didn't know what she was doing. And um, uh, she had some type of research project. But I thought maybe she was doing dictation from the tapes or whatever. But I just saw this quiet spirit on her and this peace about her. And I went up to her. I said, you a Christian? She said, yeah. She emanated being a Christian. Well, people come up on your job and say you're a Christian, especially now that we're in the right direction kind of church where you are, where y'all wear your tight jeans. Especially since we're in the right, right direction kind of church where, where you where you got five inch um, fingernails and two inch eyelashes. What about some um, examples for the brothers? Whatever. And your tight jeans or whatever. <laughs> Okay. Because, because we don't put the emphasis on that, my point, we don't put the emphasis on that kind of stuff. So, so they may not walk up your clothes and say you're a Christian. Will they see your behavior? Will they see how you respond? Will they see how you treat other people? Do they, will they see how you react and say, man, you must be a Christian? Mm. Ain't, ain't no way. The only reason why you're the customer, you must be a Christian. Okay? I'm convinced Chris Rock must be a Christian. <laughs> He just. Yes, sir. He must be a Christian. No, if he real Christian, he would have turned the other cheek. But the way we behave is really going to demonstrate whether we're Christians or not. Okay? Let's, let's read this and I'm done. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Read, Pastor Marcia. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. Unloving and unforgiving. Wow. Keep going. Slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And for such people turn away. So the Bible says there's going to be a lot of people who have a form of godliness. These are people in the church, y'all. These are people who who, uh, claim to be Christians and be in denominations and and I stand for righteousness. You know, um, we have a dilemma in America. Let me say that. But just the American, us being a republic and a democracy and all that, it creates a real dilemma. The dilemma is that this nation was founded, one of the principles, upon freedom of religion. Not freedom from religion, but freedom of religion that a person could practice religion as they see fit. Now, we don't have, we're not all going to agree on that. A Muslim, as an American, has the right to practice Islam. I don't agree with it. Somebody who's part of the church of Satan, as an American citizen, has a right. If you all follow me, I don't agree with you. Come around me, I'm going to cast you out. 
but as an American citizen, they have a right. That creates a dilemma for us. And so when I hear people saying stuff like, when I've seen all these mean Christians, and they say stuff like, America should be a Christian nation. I'm like, which form of Christianity? Are these mean Christians going to enforce that? We got a dilemma. So some of these mean Christians, I don't even want to be around them. I said to someone recently, I was, I was talking to him, and I encouraged him. This is someone who's going in and out of different circles because of his profession. I said, and, uh, and he, said, you know, he, he explained to me, you know, because he's a man of God, and he explained to me being around these people, and he kinda, his face kind of turned up. I said, listen, I said, you need to be able to go in and out of those circles without turning your face up like that. I said, you need to be able to talk to these people Witness to these people, go in there, do your thing, and let them see Christianity on you. That's good. My daughter tells us all the time, she says, she's, and she's even all the more emphatic about it now in her, her new job. She says, I know I'm called to New York. She says, I'm called to New York City. I'm called to be in these various areas. I'm called to be in these rooms because, you know, because you know, she, 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 the way she carries herself and she blends in and gets in there with people. And then as opportunity comes, she shares her faith. And they say, you're a Christian? Because they, there, you need to understand, and again, we're in the South here. South, we, we call the Bible Belt. It's, and if you haven't lived in that type of environment, some of us, we can't conceive of it. Because like I said, down south, everybody professes to be saved. Everybody's funeral, everybody's going to heaven. Amen. Y'all know how we do it down south. Okay. Uh, uh, down south, everybody might go to church and go to club. Okay. Up north, if you're a sinner, you're a sinner. Sinners don't go to church. No. I, ain't, I, I ain't playing that. Y'all play that down here. Y'all play that. They don't, a lot of them don't play that. And so their perception, many of their perceptions of a Christian is the people who stand outside abortion clinics with signs saying murderer. Or people standing uh, uh, in front of the Supreme Court saying God hates homosexuals. That's their image of a Christian. And when they find that she's a Christian and not being judgmental towards them and can have a regular conversation without all of a sudden saying, do you know Jesus? <laughs> Some words just don't go together. Mean and Christian are two of them. Being a mean Christian is a contradiction to everything that Jesus Christ taught us. In this message, Bishop Herbert Bailey and Dr. Marsha Bailey elaborate on what it means to be a Christian who displays the love of God in all areas. To order this message, call 877 5433 or order online at rdci.info via the store tab. Just ask for Mean Christians. Stay connected with us online or in person. Stream our services live on YouTube, Facebook, or rdci.info via the Watch Live tab on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Wednesdays, stream our Bible study at 12 noon and 7 p.m. On Fridays, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 p.m. If you're in the local area, join us for services in Columbia, South Carolina at 3506 Broad River Road, 
If you're in Orangeburg, Florence, or Fort Mill areas, join us for live services there. To find out more about individual campus service times and locations, visit our website at rdci.info.